Well, I'm in a stretch right now that's kind of birthday anniversary celebration time for a bunch of people that I know and love and our family is gathered as part of that right around these few days. And I was thinking another anniversary that's coming up is of the 12-step recovery AA movement. You might know the story. The uh, actually founding date for the anniversary is not the day when the very first member took his last drink. It's the day when the second member took his last drink. And there's an important reason for this. The sobriety of that very first member was actually quite a fragile thing. It was quite at risk. Uh, it, it hung by a slender thread. And it was the discovery that when he was able to give help to another person, not only did that lead to the second person's sobriety, it, it's also the act of doing that, the act of giving help, the act of generosity and concern for somebody else is precisely the act that strengthened his own capacity to remain sober. In other words, they found this strange dynamic with sobriety. In order to keep it, you have to give it away. In order to keep it, you got to give it away. And that's the expression for today. We're learning how to live a single day at a time and walk together with each other and with God. And to do that primarily in this run by taking one great thought that I can carry with me through my day and think about in all my relationships. And today it's this one. In order to keep it, you got to give it away. And it is that way with the most important values, with the best goods in life. I read not long ago that the uh, great theologian Thomas Aquinas separated goods into two different categories. Certain goods are such that if you give them away, your own possession of them is lessened. And those are generally things that we can see, like money, if I give you some of my food, I have less on my plate. If I give you some of my clothes, I have less to wear. But Aquinas said those are actually the lesser goods, that the greatest goods, the things that are of most value, are actually uh, goods that when I give them away, it does not diminish my enjoyment or possession or ownership in them. And it's that way, for example, with joy. Uh, people could be a miser with money. It's interesting there's a connection between the word miser and miserable. Nobody would be a joy miser. Nobody would say to themselves, I'm going to keep my joy to myself today because if I share my joy with somebody else, then it might be a risk. Then there will be less joy for me. No, no. The way that joy works is when I share joy with you and you experience it and you delight in it, then I have additional joy, which is my joy in seeing you light up. Nobody would be a gratitude miser. Nobody would go through the day saying, I got to hold on to my gratitude, not sharing it, because if I let go of some of my gratitude, I might have less of it. No, with the greatest goods Aquinas saw, the way that they work is this. In order to keep them, I have to give them away. The more that I share servanthood with somebody else, the more humility I gain. And this actually gets very deeply into another really important distinction. I'm going to make a few distinctions in this talk today, but it's one that is frequently made in the scriptures. And it is the distinction between what is seen and what is unseen. Paul writes to the church at Rome, 
since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. There's a distinction between what is unseen and what is seen. Or in uh, the epistle to the Hebrews, it says in chapter 11, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is invisible. And this distinction about what is seen and what is un unseen actually applies as well to persons. Nobody has ever seen an idea or a choice or a thought or love, but they are very real. The realm of the spiritual is unseen. You can't see it in the same way that you can see leaves and trees, but it is deeply real. And in fact, the reason that there are leaves and trees is because an unseen God said, let there be trees and let there be leaves. And it's the same way in the human realm, actually. Um, the reason that there are computers or tables or houses or schools is that somebody said, let there be. And so there was. Creation begins with an idea with the unseen. So now we have to decide where do we want to put our primary focus and uh, scriptures have something to say about that as well. The Apostle Paul, when he was talking one time about uh, our tendency to lose heart or to have difficult, uh, difficulties when we suffer, says uh, that um, our difficulties are at work to create an eternal weight of glory. And then he says, therefore, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporal but what is unseen is eternal. And so I focus not on what our world often is tempted to tell us is most real, money, possessions, uh, title, office, and so on, but what, what is unseen, love and joy and peace, because they are eternal. They're what is most real. They are the goods that you can only keep if you give them away. One of the ways on our very first date that I knew I really loved Nancy, uh, well, actually, I didn't know love at that point, but I knew I was drawn to her, I liked her, was uh, we went to a grocery store and they were having a big ad campaign way back then. And the um, guy who was the spokesperson for the store, the, the constant tagline was, tell a friend, it's a great store, tell a friend, they're having great deals, tell a friend. And Nancy said his name to me and then she said, did you hear that he died? And I said, no, because he was young and vigorous and I was very surprised. And then she said, tell a friend. And it was actually a very, very funny joke. And I was really drawn to this woman who had such a good sense of humor. But it turns out that telling a friend is something that is essential to keeping these greatest values. And recovery movements have discovered that, that actually if you tell a friend, um, then your own possession of sobriety will grow. And we have a natural desire to do that. I just got... Uh, uh, picture from my friend Charlie, who'd been to Yosemite 
and he was having a wow day. He was having a wow moment. And when you experience beauty and creation, it's a natural thing. You want to tell a friend. When you fall in love, you want to tell a friend. When you read a great book, you want to tell a friend. And when you do that, as you share that, your own joy, your own delight, your own gratitude expands. And therefore, we fix our eyes not on what is seen. How can I have more money? How can I have more possessions? How can I have more stuff, more clothes? We focus on what is unseen, the spiritual reality of love and joy and peace and gratitude. And now as you go through the day, as I go through the day from one moment to the next, uh, whoever I am with, how can I give it away? How can I serve today? How can I bring joy to another person today? How can I bring comfort to another person today? How can I encourage another person today? Because it turns out the only way to keep it is to give it away. One last distinction. Tolstoy wrote that there are actually two gods. There is the God who serves me. God, give me what I want. And usually that involves the seen realm, the lesser realm. God, uh, give me the circumstances, give me the money, give me the health, give me the whatever it is that I want. There is the God who serves me, and there is the God who I serve. And Tolstoy said, it is that latter God, the God who I serve, that is the real God. And the God that I think serves me, the ATM God, is not a real God. But of course, when I serve the real God, and I let go of my life, I lay it down, then I am given it back again. So that's the phrase today, serve the real God. Keep your focus on unseen reality, which is the most real. And remember, when it comes to anything that really matters, when it comes to the greatest goods, when it comes to gratitude or joy or humility or sobriety or goodness or unselfishness or persistence, the only way to keep it is to give it away. Get out there and give it away. I'll see you tomorrow.